0: Hello, folks, and welcome to e-commerce Q&A. This is the show where we equip you as a store owner, director of e-commerce, CTO, CIO, CMO, many other titles like that at three letters long in an e-commerce company or a multi-channel company to just kill it. And I'm joined today by my colleague and good friend, Chris Shalchi. Chris, thank you for joining us.
1: Hey, Michael. Thank you for having me. It's uh, great to be here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Chris, can you give us a little background on the topic today, which is going to be around why you should maybe consider a re-platform on your e-commerce, and also some reasons why you maybe shouldn't.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, well, as you know, majority of commerce stores migrate every two to three years, according to Forrester. So, I mean, it's important to know what, what are those main reasons, you know, that can kind of flag and say, hey, you know, maybe we need to look at a new platform. Briefly, you know, some of these points include legacy systems that uh, don't allow you to scale effectively and efficiently. Also not utilizing a platform in full, you know, it may have a bunch of bells and whistles that you're not using. Also to initiate any new company goals, maybe new product lines. And then finally, also if there's something happening with uh, performance and security. So those are kind of a high level overview of um, the main points of why, you know, someone should
0: definitely look into replatforming. So tell me this, Chris, you've been this mm-hmm. for a while, you know, what are you seeing in your own personal experience? You mentioned some forest or research, but in, just maybe give a little bit of your background on this topic.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's funny that we, we always try to kind of come up with like a general cons- consensus of, you know, what we can expect. And I think, you know, ultimately it really comes down to, you know, each individual use case. I mean, I've I've definitely seen people that are very consistent with you know you know looking at new technology through and through um, every few years or so. But you know with e-commerce platforms specifically, it, it definitely ranges. You'll you'll get a large number of you know companies that will be on a platform for you know seven eight years plus. I've seen a lot of companies you know that make moves very quickly. You know every couple of years they've they've changed systems, but. Ultimately, I mean, there, I think there is a good general rule of thumb. You know, like every three to five years, and in my experience, you know, the, it has been very common for you know companies to to replatform within that time frame.
0: We didn't really go into your background at all, no? though. So, where do you come into this picture?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I've uh, I've been in the e-commerce ecosystem for a little over five years now, and had uh, the honor of working with amazing and intellectual individuals across the board you know i've i've been over at another agency you know that uh, is very heavily in magento and i was leading business development there and you know consulting companies on you know ultimately how to to grow their business online you know evaluating each component of of their business digitally and you know finding areas of improvement and low-hanging fruit and such and you know over the course of my tenure at other agencies i've you know been accepted onto um, as a e-commerce consultant for digital uh, oxford digital and that that kind of came about um, just my ex- in, in my experience you know working with various companies just kind of became invited on several occasions to take a look at other projects that maybe you know a particular group you know pro- from from a from a very specific agency may have you know taken on you know maybe had run into some issues 3 months down the road or even you know a couple weeks in and you know, so kind of looking at, you know, what's happening there, and a lot of that actually, you know, my experience coming from you know SAP high risk background and looking at systems that that relate to relate to SAP. Uh, a lot of demand where I'm Gento as well, but I think kind of taking, you know, taking the run on where I am now, it's 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 definitely it's definitely a good place to to be in 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 terms of being able to look at all these other situations from various type of industries and companies and really understanding you know what what is it what what is it that they're experiencing a lot a lot a lot of times it's funny like things will just be you know very simple that just may have gone unnoticed and so you know today I'm definitely happy to be leading VP of strategy over at Celery and you know taking you know everything that I've learned over the years and applying it to help other fascinating e-commerce executives grow their company as well. Hybris, SAP, Gento,
0: Shopify, you're, you're like the man with the plan when it comes to platforms.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and I've done several comparisons to weigh, you know, technologies against others. And, you know, Forster comes out with really great reports on this, you know, B2, B2B wave, B2C wave that, that most people are familiar with. And they, they have a lot of good information there on a high
0: level as well. So let's do this. Let's dive right in. Okay, so what are the reasons that you maybe should consider a re-platform?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, legacy systems was one of the first ones I would mentioned. And, you know, there's, it's, it's a very common situation, you know, where, where a company will adopt a system, and in a lot of cases in the, in the 90s, actually, and still to this day are standing, you know, and those systems typically don't necessarily allow you to scale effectively and efficiently. The, the complexity that are involved in maintaining those systems are, are very costly.
0: Can you give me an example um, of a system you have in mind?
1: Well, I think, you know, an old system that that's pretty common for companies to kind of maintain for several years for for many reasons is Cold Fusion, I think is is one. Cold Fusion, it has such a cool name. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it actually does and it's a, it's funny they've they powered some really really intense sites like you you'd be surprised. <laughs> but
0: but I mean, is is anybody really using that? I mean, I thought you were going to be like Magenta 1, you know. Magenta 1's 8 years old and you know, everybody's still. A lot of people are still using
1: it. Yeah, and you know that's that I would actually consider Magento One to be a legacy se- system, for lack of better terms. But I mean, legacy as a whole really comes in, in in a variety of packages, right? I mean, they'll you'll have like super legacy systems from the '90s, and then you'll have legacy systems like you said, just around you know eight, ten years or so. Like you know, if you're if you're still using Magento One today, you know, there's there's got to be some type of validity in that or you know maybe you're just not ready to make the move for whatever reason but i mean considering the fact that they'll no longer be releasing
0: security patches as of next year it's it's something to definitely consider what i see with these things is is there's a fatigue that comes from like replatforming once or twice And you're like god i, I don't want to do that again but it's oh, like, yeah. it's like, you know, out of a catalog every year uh, you know thankfully we don't have to do it every two months but yeah okay so the complexity and i've definitely seen that where if you're using a platform that's is old, pretty soon you're having to actually maintain old code because nobody else is even using that code. And you're having to make it be compatible. Like for some of our free clients, for example, used to, they haven't made the move to Solidus yet. And so as a result, they're having to literally maintain, for lack of a better term, this free platform just for their own usage rather than just getting on to the newer things. So, he said for staying current, right? Now, can we jump ahead? And I want to dive into more on this one, but I want to talk too about uh, your, your second point about what if you're just not utilizing what's in your platform talk to me more about that I mean how many people so so there's, there's the concept of a marketing feature right when a platform just has something so that you'll see it and be like oh that's cool that, that has that or I really want that and you're never going to use it and that just goes with every every platform but I think you're saying something different I think you're saying uh, there's a lot of platforms where you're, you're way overpaying for a lot of things that you really don't need and you don't have to is that where you're
1: getting at? Yeah, definitely. You know, if if someone's underutilizing a platform, it really just depends on, you know, the type of company and the in the business model as a whole. Ultimately, you know, just like you said, it's it's funny how often that happens. You know, you'll you'll see all these really cool fancy marketing, personalization, you know, centralized data. You know, it, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things that will, you know, really really kind of make you raise your hand and say, "Hey, you know, that sounds like I want to try that <laughs> and you know a lot of times these, these businesses necessarily aren't aren't necessarily you know well suited in terms of resources to even you know utilize each of these you know various facets because ultimately if you only have you know one person that's going to maintain your platform internally you know that's that's not going to cut it what if um, you have got a, a team of 100
0: merchandisers I mean in that case you probably need more complexity right Oh, absolutely,
1: absolutely. But even but even then, you know, it's you, you you have you have solutions revolved around that. I mean, you know, SAP has a really interesting you know cockpit where, you know, it can be centralized. So if you're having you know all these different people on the same team, everything is centralized and viewable, and you know things can be moved around easily. You know, you can push you know product data across multiple sites at once. There's I mean, there's various things. But it, I mean, to get back to your point though, you know, in SAP I've seen it a lot, and demandware I've seen it a lot. You know, companies will you know look at you know Demandware specifically with with a particular you know type of compensation structure that they have, maybe very favorable in you know certain industries where you have high margin products. But you know, looking long term, there you know Demandware does have a lot of really cool, fancy tools and that they go underutilized. And then ultimately, if you know if you're if you're looking at a rev share model, then you know that that may not validate the the you know, functions and features that that platform
0: has. Yeah. You know, I, I think this is actually, can I just go on a brief tangent here because this is getting me all fired up about something. <laughs> um, we all we all heard about segmentation in the last few years and we all said, oh, we're going to do that. And then like every single client that I've got has started doing it and found really good ROI, like even 2X, 3X, and even more ROI when you start segmenting. But the problem is it's not scalable. So, line thing. Uh, well, now we've got dynamic personalization where you can feed all of your data into a machine learning engine and then it's going to uh, do that for you and free up your resources. And so I think it's very easy to be small-minded about the fact that it feels like so much work to replatform or to you know, embrace the latest and greatest. But in reality, when you consistently have a mindset of doing that and doing it well and doing it fast and cutting out the things you don't need, it actually saves you a bunch of time. So sorry for that brief tangent, but I, I, we're going to do a show in a couple of weeks on the top, this topic of... Uh, dynamic segmentation which i think is super exciting. All right, let's move on. So, what's the what's the third reason why you should maybe consider replatforming?
1: Yeah, so i'd say that that's going to be, you know, led by any new company initiatives, you know, a particular goal that the company may have maybe revolved around growth or, you know, maybe trying out a new product or a category. You know, a lot a lot of tests are run this way as well. I think it's a good it's 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 definitely a good way for certain situations for for, you know, a company to kind of get their feet wet and see you know what a particular platform could be like because you know i've been in several situations where a lot of larger enterprise companies you know that you know there's there's a lot more um, involved in their advancement you know needs you know need the proof of concept you know ultimately to see and validate you know a new type of technology so you know a new product is is a really good way to, to do that you know launching it quickly on a, on a new on a new platform if you're spinning it up on magento or shopify for example very, very easy to to measure that. You know, I think an, another way too, um, in terms of a new company initiative, is m- perhaps a, a large B2B manufacturer, especially in my experience of definitely worked with a lot of B2B companies that, you know, are looking into either breaking into the B2C market or looking to finally focus on the B2C market. There, there's also the flip side of that where these companies are looking to hone in on their experience for the B2B. Just how you're mentioning, you know, the whole segmentation and we're on this hype and, you know, that, that, that goes hand in hand with B2B as well. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal to see like how quickly these B2B companies are getting up to speed and having all of the functionality feature sets, the look and feel aesthetics um, that you would expect from a B2C experience also reflecting B2B. And I think, I think that that's huge because the B2B commerce market is, is larger than B2C as you know, so.
0: Yeah. A little bit of a uh, tidbit of, of what we're focusing on as an agency. Yeah, so new goals, and I think this is a big thing for just trying something out, and you're seeing the big brands doing this. They're taking the, the, we typically think of as lower-end platforms and doing really amazing things with them, and at low risk for new product lines or new product launches or just like an isolated category that they want to emphasize, and then going, okay, that worked well, we're going to roll it out the rest of the way. So let's move on. What's the final, and in my opinion, one of the most important reasons why you want to consider a new platform?
1: Yeah, I think I think that's going to go. That's definitely going to go with uh, performance and security. If if you really think about it, I mean, that's that should be a no brainer, right? If if you're experiencing any type of outages, you know, if if your site is painfully slow, some way your customer data has been compromised. I mean, wow. I mean, you definitely need to to look at making a change. You definitely don't want to be in a situation where you're experiencing any type of reoccurring performance issues. You know, even, even small incidents with security or compliance that, that you may be experiencing could definitely be a red flag and something that you should consider, you know, in, in a timely manner. It's, it's, it's funny, you see a lot of companies that will like be like, hey, you know, I, th- I think my site's being hacked. I think something's happening here. <laughs> and, you know, we take a look and you're like, oh man, how, how long has this been going on? You know, you, it's hard to see the, what damage has been done until, you know, certain information has been disseminated, et cetera.
0: Yeah, and sometimes it's too, it's too late. <laughs>
1: most of the time it is most of the time it is there's there's been situations where companies would you know would, would suffer because they they had damaged loyalty with their customers you know by by their data being leaked for example and you know getting you know company or customer you know purchase information credit card numbers things like that being obtained by hackers and so that's that's definitely one of the most important
0: i'm glad that we're not in the days where it's like everybody was storing credit card numbers locally. that that was a thing to happen Great. So there's four reasons why you should definitely consider a re-platform. What about on the flip side? Are there any reasons why maybe you don't need a re-platform? And you might think you do, but actually you don't. There's some faster way forward for you.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, in a a lot of cases, you'll see that people may look to another platform just simply because of lack of resources, you know, to support the technology. You know, there's, there's definitely situations where you may have the wrong type of resource. Maybe you're working with an agency that's underqualified or not as experienced as you'd like. And those are definitely not not necessarily. That's definitely not a, val- a valid reason to to make a move just yet.
0: Platform is a pill. If I take this pill, though, my problems will go away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's. There's. I think there's a lot more evaluation that needs to go into that. Uh, another would be. You know. You're you're looking at your competition and they're implementing new platform and you're just like. You know, falling to the bandwagon appeal and saying, "Hey, look, they've got it. I want it too," and try to jump on it and don't don't necessarily. You know, weigh that particular technology against your business, and I think you know that could be a mistake that's that I've seen quite a few times.
0: That's definitely a good call.
1: Yeah, and then you know another thing I think is, you know, if if you're in a particular situation where your current platform, it, you think maybe giving you problems, you know, a lot of times it depends on who's looking at the situation. Are they are they you know more marketing? Are they more you know technology based type of uh, role? you know, and in, in, in their experience, because they're going to look at the, the situation, you know, differently. So, you know, in, in any circumstances, it's most beneficial to have all parties, all departments looking at the situation to identify a root of the problem. And I think a lot of cases, people may think that, you know, something is going, maybe, maybe for example, the performance and speed of the site, and they think it has something directly to do with the platform, but, you know, it could be just the way it's, the way it's configured, or it could be, you know, the architecture itself there's there's various reasons of why that could happen, and so that, that's another use case and and where I see quite common.
0: Yeah, so I think there's an exhaustion factor too. It's like people don't really want to replatform, but you really hate the one that you're on a lot of the time. But the issue is that it's not always an issue with your platform, you know. So, what's right. your what's your what's your final your final reason that you maybe don't need to replatform?
1: Oh, man, the last one, and I'd say it's probably the most common, <laughs> which it shouldn't be yeah. <laughs> by any means. <laughs> but I'd say that's going to be, you know, it being super close to Black Friday and saying, hey, like, we've been experiencing these issues, like, we need a new platform ASAP. Black Friday is coming. Let's do this in, like, a month. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. It's very unlikely that everything will get set up um, within four weeks. <laughs> so we got to plan ahead on those on those type of things.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if you're thinking of re-platforming in time for Black Friday, sorry folks, <laughs> it's too late. No, yeah. I, I would say you know, some we, we actually had a client last year where they switched out their entire ERP right leading up to Black Friday. It was the, it was one of the most crazy things I've ever seen happen. It all came together and it was just like by the skin of our teeth kind of a thing. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I was so nervous for like three months. My hair literally went gray through that they <laughs> so. it though it was successful so. well, it was we were only a small part of that process I privileged to be part of that but I just really don't want to do that again
1: <laughs> yeah no I, I totally understand I mean it's I it, it you get into situations too where like there's there's all this unnecessary pressure you know
0: but well listen um, let's do a quick review here so reasons you might want to re-platform number one your legacy system is actually impairing your ability to scale and that's a little bit hard to see. It's a frying pan, you know, if the pan's been heating up and you didn't notice what you're missing, well, you need to get some outside opinion probably there on, on what, you know, how many years out of date you are, um, or you might not know that. Second dimension, not utilizing your platform fully. So if you're basically paying for a bunch of stuff you don't need, then that could be a consideration. You know, if you've got a new initiative or a new goal or something like that, it can take a lot of time to implement that within your current platform. It hasn't been designed with that in mind, and it might be a good way to experiment with a new platform to just align that with the new initiative in your company. Performance and security are a major reason to consider re-platforming. Some four some reasons why you really shouldn't re-platform, the first being if you are thinking that the platform implementation will solve your current problems. Well, it may, but you need to check to see what the problems actually are. And it might be a resourcing problem. It might be something else. You also mentioned there's a second point that if your competition does something and that means you should do it. Well, not necessarily. And this is an industry subject to trends as we've just talked about in previous episodes, but the platform is, is, is a, a big move and you may be able to get a whole lot more life out of your platform. I've got a buddy uh, who's been a guest on the show where he's, his whole pitch is like, don't change out your e-commerce, just fix your current website. And he's got like a really good framework for how to do that. So, you know, quick wins are sometimes the best approach. Third, you mentioned that if you are, so I guess that's kind of the second one or extension of it. You need to understand the root problems you're experiencing before you should look to a re platform. And then finally, you mentioned the timeline. If you're too close to an important launch, that's not a good time to do a re platform. So let's look at this here, Chris. Our audience is going to have a lot of questions about this and like, should I re platform now? How close to Black Friday should I consider being before I should do a re Is there a framework or a model that I can utilize to consider a re-platform? Already cracked the code on. How can people get a hold of you if they have questions like that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm always happy to answer any questions. I think the best way to reach me would be directly uh, via email. That's going to be chris at celery.com, C-H-R-I-S at celery, dot ycom and just, uh, yeah, feel free to reach out with uh, any questions you may have. Um, I'll be available.
0: I also want to mention that we have actually put together a checklist. Thank you, Chris, which you can get at ecommerceqa.com forward slash replatforming. And if you go there, it's going to give you a one pager on it. Basically, if you check enough boxes, then that'll tell you, yeah, I should probably replatform. And then that's ecommerceqa.com forward slash replatforming. And as always, you've got the show notes in com. You can contact us generally by hitting podcast at celery.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I don't know why I'm spelling podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah. I was going to spell celery because, you know, celery is like not. Sell. Leave us one, with one or two tips here, Chris. What are what are some things that we can take away from this show that will help everyone sell three times as much this year, as last year.
1: Yeah, I think I think one one great thing that's that you should definitely be mindful of is you know what what do your customers care about? What are they experiencing? What are, what, what is valuable to them? The best things that you can do today, you know, following up on that is you know how how can I better serve them based on that information? And I think even if you just take those two simple points, you
0: can apply to that in various ways. That's excellent. Thanks for that advice. Thanks everyone. Keep selling and let's go into Black Friday strong this year. Thanks guys.